This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal entry law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, let's get right into it. Today is a very special day, January 16th, 2000 was one of the greatest days in St. Louis history. What happened that day, you ask? Why are you making such a big deal out of that day? It was the first home playoff game in St. Louis history, and the St. Louis Rams, yes, the Rams had a loud fan base in their home stadium back in those days, and actually through all of their time in St. Louis, won a game against the Minnesota Vikings that was spectacular, I'd go so far as to say. After a long, methodical drive by the Vikings resulted in a field goal and good for them, the first (laughs) play of the game for Kurt Warner and that offense was a pass over the middle. Torrey Holt was on the left, Isaac Bruce is on the right, and Bruce cut to the middle of the field and caught a pass that went the distance, a touchdown that erupted what I believe at the time was called the Trans World Dome. Probably, yeah. At that time. Mm-hmm. And the Trans World Dome erupted into an thunderous... F- actually, there was a little bit of fear. Actually, it was so loud in there uh, that I might lose my <laughs> hearing. And they went up 7-3, to three and they won the football game, Brian. It was an incredible day. And then uh, there was a 20-year-old kid that day who was getting ready to break into the major leagues. He would break in a year or so later. And uh, he was celebrating a birthday that day, January 16th, the greatest hitter I ever saw. And I'm talking about, I saw Tony Gwynn play. Mm. So Tony Gwynn was the greatest hitter I ever saw until I saw this guy. Today's Albert Pujols' birthday. He is 42 today. Happy birthday, big fella. And, uh, you know, as far as people who I've covered and and gotten to know, uh, he's at the top of the list with some others, too. I can't can't put one over the other, but he's he's amazing. So January 16th is a special day in St. Louis sports history. Never forget Isaac Bruce watching the big screen, running down the field, and I remember thinking, this is real. This is amazing. What is this? This team is actually really good, you know, because, you know, after all the bad years they had, including the year before, you're kind of wondering, when is this bubble going to pop? And uh, no, he, they took it down the field. And, you know, that's when the bob and weave, because of that game, is when, when the you know they got rid of the bob and weave. 
because Dennis Green, the coach at Minnesota, got tired of all the dancing in his end zone. And so the next offseason, wasn't that when they, they... That is 100% correct. Yeah. He was on the competition yeah. committee and... I don't like you guys dancing on us, you know. Yeah, and he so didn't he like that. It, yeah. He yeah. didn't like that. Well, too bad. Uh, they they It was great. It was just awesome. By the way, the Vikings were good. I mean, the year yeah. before, uh, you know, they had uh, so many great talents and they had Randy Moss and, and all the great receivers and... Uh, you know, Dante Culpepper was their quarterback, mm-hmm. and you know it was a it was a fun time to be a Vikings fan until they came into St. Louis and got beat. Uh, and then the next game was the game where I thought, oh no, like all of this magical oh. season, it's all going to come crashing to an end. Like the Bucks have them. I mean, mm-hmm. they they figured it out, and their defense was great. Their cover too. They just figured it out, and this is gonna this is gonna be terrible. And then Kurt Warner lofts this rainbow pass down the left sideline and Ricky Prohl catches it. <laughs> like, where did he come from after all of this uh-huh. uh, for the NFC title and the Rams win the Super Bowl, which also came down to the end, a nail biter, Mike Jones with the tackle and Isaac had a touchdown on that one. Torrey did. Um, it, it was just an amazing uh, season uh, beyond belief. I don't know that I've ever seen a, a team like them in any sport. So, you know, I've had the great pleasure to be able to see in my lifetime and as have you and as have the most of in our listening audience. So it's amazing to me, actually, that that Super Bowl was 22 years ago. So there are yeah. some people who, if you don't remember it, and right. I, I understand, but for a lot of us in the listening audience, we got to see that team, the 2011 Cardinals mm-hmm. and other world champions. The 06 team was good, but the 11 Cardinals were one of those just jaw-dropping yes. finishes. Yes. And the Stanley Cup champion blues. Mm-hmm. We really have been fortunate and blessed in this town. Yeah, we have. Yeah, you know, I, I think about that 99 Rams team, though, and um, there's never been an NFL team like them. No, there hasn't, especially coming off the years before that where they were not good. And, you know, we all thought Dick Vermeil was on his way out. He was washed up. He was done. And then all of a sudden, and then you lose Trent Green. And, and the rest, of course, is history. It's also worth noting, Tom, that at that game, uh, there were more Rams fans there than Viking fans. Yes, there were. Yeah. Well, that's uh, what I said in the beginning. It's an actual <laughs> home field advantage. That's uh-huh. what it's supposed to be. Uh, uh, it was there. I don't think there were. I don't remember there being any Viking fans. I'm exactly. sure there were. Yeah. But, yeah, that that's, you know, obviously to Stan Kroenke and Kevin Demoff and all the idiots that, um, you know, supported that whole thing. Uh, it's it's a clear message as to what this city is all about. All you have to do is watch video of the run that the St. Louis Rams had. It was an amazing, incredible, I know I've used the word amazing many times in this first segment, but it was this very special moment in time, and St. Louis fans, of course, recognized it because the team cared about the fans. They gave back to the fans. The fans gave back to them. They won. But even when the team wasn't winning, if they gave – effort to the fans and they were good in the community. The fans were there and for them to pull that friend. Look, I know they paid $790 million. I I will forever uh, be bitter about it and upset about it because it it wasn't right. And it it wasn't never right. And there's nothing that can change my mind about it. Nothing. And Kevin Demoff the other day tweeted that, you know, it was six years ago that we returned to LA. He's a clown. He's a weasel. I don't don't even follow him on Twitter anymore. I don't care. He's he's out of our lives. 
You know, I, like, he, he followed everything that that big mustached uh, owner mm-hmm, said and did, mm-hmm. and he's a clown too. He is. They're so clowns. they, Good they can they can go ahead and and have their game tomorrow against Arizona. I hope the Arizona Cardinals fans fill that place and rock it. And by the way, there's another former St. Louis team that mm-hmm. I actually don't dislike. And yeah. knowing the history of what happened back then, which I hated it, I was a season ticket holder for the Cardinals. Totally different departure. Totally different. That the, we so. blew that. We blew the Cardinals. The, the St. Louis should have stepped up and kept the Cardinals. I know there were issues with the ownership and Bill Bidwell, but uh, th- that was more our fault than it was the NFL's fault. And I, and I think the anniversary of that is today, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but but the Rams was, situation might have been yesterday. Was Maybe it, yesterday? it was today. It, it's this yeah. weekend but anyway. Yeah. Uh, the Rams the situation that, was way, totally so. totally different because the the St. Louis followed the rules did everything they were supposed to do. The league led us along, and and they lied to us for a couple of years. And then they took our team. And not only did they take our team, but what they did to us on the way out the door, uh, I will never forget or forget. I am having fun watching the NFL without having a team. And I do not have an allegiance to any team. I just enjoy watching the action, and then I can just go about my day. I don't feel depressed and down if my team gets knocked out. The Patriots got beat badly by the Bills yesterday, and I'm thrilled for the Bills fans. And but I can still go about my day. Like I'm not worried about who the Bills play next or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just pure entertainment for me. Uh, and then the other game, the Bengals, great for them, great for the fans, good for. See, I can I can root for several teams. I root for the Bengals fans too. Good for them. Yeah. They hadn't won a playoff game in 31 years. But that's a long, long drought. So good for them. They beat the Raiders. Uh, 2619. We'll talk about that on sports on a Sunday morning. Three games today. You got Bucks Eagles at noon, Cowboys at uh, Cowboys at home against the 49ers at 330, and we have Chiefs Steelers at 720. Quick story about Albert Pujols. My first wife, who passed away, her uh, nephew, he coached at the community college in Kansas City where Albert Pujols played, and they were very good friends, still very good friends. And the year of spring training, that spring training, he came up, and Albert Pujols was you know, just doing great. And I went to, we were in Kansas city and he said, I, you know, what do you think of this Albert Pujols? And I said, man, he sounds really good, you know, but he'll probably go down his, you know, back down to AAA and he'll be up later. And he said, no, he won't. He said, this kid's special and he is going to stick around for a long time. And so my nephew knew from coaching him, what a special person and special player Albert, Albert Pujols was and he's been proven to be correct. Wow, that's really cool. I, yeah. I, I, my first year in spring training was 2001, mm-hmm. and Jack Buck was down there, and the, you know, the Cardinals were were down there, and I was just blown away by I'm covering spring training. This is so cool. And there was that minor league player that everyone knew about, mm-hmm. Albert Pujols, but he was not on that team. He was not going to make that team till the very end. Bobby Bonilla Bobby pulled Bonilla. his hamstring. Yep. Mark McGuire was one that kept telling Tony Larusa, you know, I, we got to have this guy. I mean, he he this guy can hit, and he was hitting bombs down there. He made the team last week, um, and he never forgot. Albert never forgot that I covered him and followed that, and I always appreciated his uh, relationship with me, um, and it it has gone on now 20-plus years of just, you know, a friendship but a professional relationship, Mm -hmm. and he's a a very special human being. I I really, really like him. My favorite, well, my wife's favorite pool hole story, she makes me tell this one all the time, (laughs) so I'll I'll keep it brief. 2006. Or two, let me go. 2004, Cardinals beat the Dodgers in the division series. We're at Dodger Stadium. The clubhouse is tiny. It's like, you know, twice the size of this studio. I mean, it's tiny. And there's champagne, beer flying everywhere. It's nuts. I go up to the booth, and Mike Shannon is up there. 
And he goes, whoa, how'd it go down there, big boy? And I'm all soaked, you know? And I said, oh, man, it's crazy. He goes, what's wrong with your face? And I said, uh, what are you talking about? He said, your face is all red. Go look in the mirror. I look in the mirror, and I'm like, I broke out in like really? watches, rashes or something. I'm like, I must have been allergic to the champagne hitting my face, which huh. was weird. Yeah. So it went away at the end of the postgame show up there. After that, 2006, I'll fast forward to that. So 2006, I'm in the clubhouse. Cardinals win the World Series. It's mayhem in there. Edmonds is the first to pop the champagne. Everyone's going crazy. It's spraying everywhere. Pujols has a mob of people around him. I can't get to him. And I thought, you know what? Like, this is, I, I need to get in there. I mean, KMOX, you know, I'm going to try to record something here for KMOX. So I work my way through the crowd. I pop up right in front of Pujols. And he looks at me and they're about, TV lights are on. They're about to go to him. And I said, can, I just go. He looks at me. So I just start asking. And I said, Albert, you know, after this long wait, you finally get your ring. You know, what's going through your mind? He looks at me. He goes, What's wrong with your face, man? <laughs> and I said, what are you talking about? He goes, it's all red. Really? And I said, uh, it's just a champagne reaction. I'm fine. He goes, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I mean, like the biggest moment of his career, he's concerned <laughs> about this reporter's face. And he's got his hand on my shoulder like, you sure you're okay? I uh -huh. said, I'm sure, Albert, I'm sure. He said, okay. And then we did the interview and, you know, we played it back. The whole thing of him saying, are you sure? Uh -huh. and everything. Oh, that's great. He's, uh, he's a sweetheart of a guy and a happy birthday to Albert. For sure. We'll take a break. We'll come back with uh, the Blues dressing room. Tough loss for them yesterday. 6-5 to the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll hear from Coach Craig Berube, Captain Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, Travis Ford at 1030, the head coach of the Billikens. And a lot of good stuff left in the 11 o'clock hour as well. Gary Pinkle, Chris Pronger, oh, NFL stuff. picks. Don't go anywhere. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown! Kansas City on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. Tom Ackerman with you. College basketball is to come. Travis Ford at the bottom of the hour. Nice win for him, number 100 in his career. We'll ask him about that and more here on KMOX. Just down the road from them, the Blues played the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. And Toronto is good. I mean, that team can score, and they can score quickly, and they did. Blues were up one nothing. The Maple Leafs scored three consecutive goals and made it a 3-1 game. The Blues were able to climb back into it. A couple of goals made it 3-3. Leafs went up 4-3. Blues tied at 4-4. Blues went up 5-4. Leafs tied it. Leafs took the lead. <laughs> Just 11 goals scored in a very exciting game. But in the end, it was Ilya Mikheyev who scored the go-ahead goal with 3.15 to go, and the Maple Leafs beat the Blues 6-5. to Jordan Bennington made 34 saves, but he was a little shaky, especially at the end of the game. The Blues did not help him very well. They turned the puck over. They had some problems in that area as well, and they lost the game 6-5. to They are shorthanded, though. They don't have Tarasenko, Shen, Pareko, although those three have been skating. They don't have Buchnevich or Perron. Those two are still in COVID protocol. We'll see if Perron can come out of protocol for the 7 o'clock faceoff tomorrow against the Predators. In the meantime, Ryan O'Reilly, who scored a couple of goals, visited with the media. Hey, Ryan, a great run of defense by you guys uh, uh, leading into tonight. But uh, uh, what went wrong defensively? Um, well, a lot of things. We just kind of, you know, we gave up the 
middle of the ice a little too much and um you know weren't they are normal you know heavy to play against stopping on pucks and and such and a team like that where they're so skilled offensively and they thrive off that we just kind of gave them too much um too early and again it starts myself i was i think oh, i was horrendous defensively tonight i didn't you know, it wasn't hard enough to play against, and I think other guys probably feel that way too. It's uh, you're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna win games when, you know, we're not, you know, the staple of our game is, is being good defensively and, and being hard to play against. And yeah, we're not we're not gonna win a lot of games if we don't defend well. So it's it's frustrating, but I think we got what you know we got what we deserve tonight. You know, they, uh, you know, we kind of played their game and obviously got beat at it. But still, you're up five four. But you, at one point in the third period, you were outshot like fourteen to fourteen to one. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Again, again, there was a you know a, a chance to maybe come out with a pointer or you know win that game even. But uh, you know, again, we got yeah, we got what we deserved. It just wasn't wasn't our clean our, our normal selves, and you know we were kind of fighting the puck you know, a bit as well. And usually when that happens, you have to kind of really come together and be, and be tight and, and work it out together. And, um, you know, I think I was guilty of it too. I was just kind of maybe trying to cheat and trying to get moving and, and play fast where, you know, sometimes we have to be smart and, and work it out together. And we just didn't have enough of that tonight. And it, uh, it is what it is, you know, we'll be all right. It's, you know, can't do it every game, but you know, we have to reset and, and move on. Brian, it, uh, you don't see it very often, but, has anybody ever tried that on you where they jump the face off like Matthews did there in that first period and get a shot off like that? Is it something maybe he caught you off guard with? Or Yeah, it was, it was a great play by him. Um, yeah, it was really smart. Uh, you know, I've seen the odd time before, and, uh, yeah, when I'm going hard backhand like that, you know, he, he made yeah, he made a, a great play, and especially, too, in the circle. I was, you know, I, I, it's probably the worst season I think I've had in, in the face-off circle. I can't... Uh, you know, I can't seem to win anything. Um, it's it's frustrating, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I got to give him credit there. He, he made a good play, and uh, yeah, it was a tough one, tough one to eat. Nick case for you guys, just spent too much time in your own zone there that you you couldn't get the puck out at times, and is kind of that's going to take its toll eventually. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it was not not clean enough uh, our exits and our, our support, and. Yeah, I kind of said, touched on this before. Just kind of fighting the puck over, you know, all over the ice. You know, there's at times, you know, we're trying to do the right thing and just, you know, fighting it and, and not getting it by guys and not getting it deep. And um, yeah, in you know, our game, kind of, it's got to be a staple of our game and, and build it from there. So when we're not doing it, it's frustrating. You know, we make it hard on, you know, ourselves and a team like that. They just they thrive on it. They, you know, they're. They're running gun. They're they're very fast. They they make plays all over the ice. They're they're gonna try to beat guys all the time. And if you you know feed it like we did, you're gonna end up with, end up with six goals against. And that's uh, it's not a winning recipe. That is Blues captain Ryan O'Reilly after a loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs six to five at Enterprise Center from the Stiefel Sports Studio. This is sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. We'll be back with Billiken's head coach Travis Ford next. It's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. 
Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Fury across the timeline. They're going to hold it for the last 10 seconds, and that'll be our score. 63-45, the Billikens beat Fordham five in a row now. 63-45, and the Billikens are 2-1 and one in the Atlantic 10. Terrific job by everybody involved. Bob Ramsey with the call there on KMOX, and congratulations to Travis Ford, win number 100 at SLU. Coach is with us this morning. Good morning, and congrats. How are you? Well, doing good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it was a good win for us yesterday, but uh, appreciate you having me on. Thank it, you. It was. Well, it was a great win, and congrats on 100 wins. That's uh, been some run you've had at SLU. I know you've enjoyed your time here, and we look forward to many years to come. Well, thank you. You know, as they say, you know, time flies when you're having fun. And, uh, it, gosh, it seems like, you know, these years have gone by pretty fast. Uh, but, you know, we've – We've won a lot of games, done a lot of really good things, had some ups and downs, but uh, it, uh, you know, it's all about, you know, you got assistant coaches, players, administrators, there's so many people involved, as you know, Tom, so many people involved in the day-to-day, you know, program that uh, it, it just takes everybody. Yeah, and you know, I have an interview next hour with Gary Pinkle, the Hall of Famer, that we recorded a few days ago, and he said that very thing, that when he found out he was going into the College Football Hall of Fame, he got emotional because he thought about all the people that were involved in this that got him to where he is. So um, it's very special for you to say something like that because you have a lot of people around you. And, and going back to your days as a kid in Kentucky, and I know that for it to happen on the same day that Joe B. Hall passed away, um, was very sentimental. He was 93. Uh, he was a legend, Travis, in, in the state of Kentucky, the, the legendary Kentucky coach. Yeah, he really was. And, you know, Coach Hall is somebody who I did get to know very personally and uh, through my days at Kentucky and even afterwards. Uh, just the true definition in, you know, of Kentucky basketball, somebody who grew up in the state, uh, who always dreamed of being a part of the program, worked his way up through the assistant coach, uh, and I didn't even know until yesterday that he was a coach uh, for the Billikens for one week. I had no idea of that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, somebody who really, you know, made his mark on Kentucky basketball at a time as, when a lot of people were wondering, could it continue after Adolph Rupp? Could, could, this, could the tradition continue? And he built on the tradition and as good a basketball coach he was, he was an even better person. Just a great, great person. Um, and, yes, it was a sad day, but a great day to celebrate uh, a great person yesterday. Yes, and they uh, had a moment of silence for him at Rupp Arena, and then they destroyed Tennessee. Goodness gracious. Scored 107 points on him and shot, I think, like 78% of the first half or something ridiculous. Uh, watching your game, I was wondering where that offense, when it was going to come. Uh, but what your team did was turn around, lock down defensively, and then that got the ball in Gibson Jimerson's hands. You had, I think, nine points at like the 12-minute mark or 12 minutes in maybe to the first half. And then what happened there, Coach, where you were able to turn that game on a good Fordham team? Yeah, it uh, 
getting off to a slow starts an understatement, um, especially offensively. But as you mentioned, you know, I looked up old 12 minutes ago in the half or whatever it was, and we all had like eight, nine points. And I'm thinking, my, you know, we were turning it over. We were very sloppy, just doing uncharacteristic things, especially for some individuals. But thank goodness I looked over and they only had like 14 points. So <laughs> neither one of us were doing much. Our defense really carried us. There's no question. Second half, we started getting out on the break a little bit. As you mentioned, started getting some open shots for Gibson, Jimerson. Uh, you know, Jordan Nesbitt made an early three in the second half. Uh, you know, getting out in the open court uh, was the difference in the game for us in the second half as far as creating that margin of victory and, you know, getting the score where we needed it to be. You just pounded Fordham on the glass, just pounded them on the boards. I think it was a two-to-one margin at least. Um, I heard and I was listening to KMOX and then I caught the end on TV. The game was broadcast nationally on USA Network and I don't recall who the analyst was, but at the end he said, this team is built Ford tough. Like, that's good. I I hadn't, have you heard that one before? Has that slogan followed you? I have a couple times and and I like it because that's what, you know, that's what I want our identity to be. That's what I have always coached is, you got to have some toughness. You have to have some grit about you uh, when you play sports, when you play an emotional sport like basketball. And, you know, as bad as our offense was yesterday, our defense and rebounding were that good. Um, we just need to get our offense going. Our offense has been uh, struggling the last couple of games. Um, you know, we haven't been passing the ball very well. Our assists have been down. Our turnovers have been up. Um, we've got to get that corrected very quickly. But I love the toughness of rebounding, and I love the gritty defense that we played. Uh, Jimerson has really come into his own as a scorer. He had 19 points. That's 10 times this season that he's led you in scoring, and he played 40 minutes. Yuri Collins played 37 minutes. He was also in double figures with 11. But I do want to focus on Francis Socorro because – I've really appreciated his game. I love how Collins gets him the ball, too, and finds a way to get it into the post. But Okoro has been a good finisher, and he is a ferocious rebounder, isn't he? He is. I'm very proud of the progression, that uh, the, the progress that Francis is making. Uh, you know, we challenged both our bigs. We had Martin Linton out again yesterday, who has normally been our starting center, had been playing so great this year. Uh but they were going against a guy yesterday that was averaging 14 and 12, uh, a center that has really been playing well this year. And <clears throat> we really challenged them, especially with their defense. And I was, <clears throat> they really responded, really, really responded, both of them. Uh, Lucina Troy got 16, almost 17 minutes, so they were kind of splitting time. We were putting them in and out to try to stay out of foul trouble as much as we could. But Francis is becoming an option that we can throw it to him inside, and we feel pretty confident that, uh, you know, he's going to finish. And he did, he struggled early offensively, but the second half he really picked it up. Yes, absolutely. And as a result, you now have the same record in the league as Fordham, 2-1. and one. You're 11-5 and five overall. And now you do something that's very rare. I don't remember this ever happening, playing back-to-backs. So because of the COVID schedule, you'll play at UMass, a team that you once coached. That'll be Thursday night at 6 here on KMOX. And then Sunday at 1.30, you'll turn around and play them again at Chaffetz Arena. It's just the way the schedule shakes out, Coach. 
It, it is. I don't know if I've ever done that in the uh, regular season. Now, we actually did it last season. UMass was our last conference game, and then we turned around and played them the first game of the A-10 tournament. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, it's it's not the most ideal situation for anybody. You normally wouldn't do it this way, but because of the makeup schedule, this is kind of what worked. Um, but, you know, both teams are – you know, in the same situation. So, uh, you know, we'll just roll with it. And then finally, just uh, moving ahead and knowing what's in front of you, just your feeling overall about this college basketball season. And I'm going to go through some scores for the folks here once we let you go. But um, it has been kind of a wacky year. I, I, You know, if you can get into the tournament in March, I think it's anybody's tournament. I don't see one team out in front of the other, Coach. I know that you get a chance to see some other basketball too, but it has been pretty wild, hasn't it? It has been extremely wild, and I think you're going to continue to see that. I don't think in any other year, I don't think you can look at any one game. If a team loses a game, I don't know if you can look at them and say, oh, they're not very good or, or you know, whatever it may be. It's just nowadays you never know what's going to happen day to day. Uh, there's so much going on with behind the scenes, COVID, uh, protocols, different uh, different things going on, guys not playing, guys playing that, I don't think if you're a, if you're a good team, if you lose a game, it may not be an indication that you're not good enough to go to the tournament or you're not good enough to win it. You know, right now maybe the hottest team in America is Auburn. Uh, they're just rolling since they came here. I don't think they've yesterday might have been the closest game. They end up winning it big. Um, they've just been rolling through their league after they came through Shapers Arena. Uh, I think they have a chance to be ranked number one coming tomorrow, possibly. Arizona's got a really good basketball team. I think probably the team that nobody's talking about uh, is Arizona. Uh, they're very talented, but I, I think you make a good point. Uh, because of COVID, because of so many things going on behind the scenes, you know, it's anybody. Anybody can win on any given night. Definitely. Well, we wish you the very best. You'll have a little time here before your game at UMass to get your team Ready to roll. Congrats on the win over Fordham. You held them way under their season average scoring-wise, and you picked up win number 100 as a Billiken. Way to go, and, and thanks again for joining us. Sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri, Coach. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Great to talk to Travis Ford, as always, here on KMOX. Coach's show is tomorrow. Bob Ramsey will have that at 6 o'clock right here on the home of the Billikens. When we come back, we'll talk some college basketball with Joe Pott, the voice of SIUE, and we'll also run through a college basketball scoreboard for you. Broadcasting from the Stiefel Sports Studio, it's sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, no Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Quick college basketball scoreboard. We told you that SLU beat Fordham, and good to visit with Travis Ford again. Last segment, 63-45 at Chaffetz Arena. Mizzou just fell apart late. They were up 13 on Texas A&M. They just cannot close out games. They looked pretty sloppy losing to Texas A&M by a final of 67-64. Couldn't make shots, couldn't hang on to the ball. It was a tough second half, giving up 43 points to A&M after shutting them out for the first, like, eight or nine minutes of the game, James. It was just, it was it was a rough one. Uh, top 25 action, Baylor's lost again. Uh, number one team in the country lost back-to-back games. They lost to Oklahoma State. 
at home. So they've lost back-to-back games at home by final there um, of 61-54. Michigan State lost at home to, to the point that we made with Travis Ford last segment that it's a wacky college basketball season. Northwestern beat them on the road 64-62. Number two, Gonzaga won. Uh, UCLA lost a game recently. They're kind of hanging in. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I think I think he might be right. Number four, Auburn could vault to the top. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens here moving forward. Well, just the other day, there was a college basketball game at Eastern Illinois, but it wasn't just any game. It was SIUE playing that game, and they beat them 66-53, but that's not all that happened. We welcome in the voice of SIUE and one of our Cardinals hosts here on KMOX, Joe Pot. How are you, Joe? I'm good, Tom. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to have you on Sports on a Sunday morning. And wanted to let you tell us what happened that was special on the broadcast on that Thursday, January 13th. Well, I was uh, I was reunited with a mutual friend of ours, and that's Bryce Weiler. Um, Bryce, as I know that a lot of your listeners know, <clears throat> uh, was uh, went blind very shortly after birth um, and has been you know, working towards so many good things, but uh, as working as a, a blind commentator, uh, sports commentator, this started many years ago at the University of Evansville when he was an undergraduate, and one of the people that were instrumental in getting him there was Marty Simmons, who is now the head basketball coach at Eastern Illinois. So all of this brought us together for a Thursday night game, and he was able to join our broadcast for a little bit and do some time with us on the on the air on the radio broadcast we had him through halftime he also spent time on the eastern illinois broadcast and you know i tell everybody that uh, to know bryce is is to be bryce's friend um so it was great to be with him just as a friend but it's so inspiring to to get to work with him as well well he's a great great person that's for sure and he joins us live on KMOX. bryce weiler is also with us bryce does that make you the first broadcaster to be on a broadcast of both teams in the same game? That's possible. It could be. I've done that before in the past, Uh, Tom, but definitely great to be able to commentate with two of my good friends and Mike Brad of Eastern Illinois and then Joe Pott, who gave me the opportunity to commentate SIUE baseball with him in 2015 when other broadcasters were not willing to allow me to commentate with them, which was really important and instrumental to my life. Well, it's great to hear your voice as always. And before you become a big star, and you already are, you've been in numerous publications and television programs. Um, we want to make sure that we bring you back to the KMOX listeners who've been invested in what you've been doing through the years. And how did it go? I mean, what what was it like uh, being with Joe again? Being with Joe was great. I really enjoyed commentating with him in 2015 and just the confidence that both yourself and Joe have shown and the work that I can do to help people with with disabilities, but also the work that both of you are doing to help others with disabilities or who have challenges to have success in their life. One of the more challenging things of the game on Thursday was remembering that when I switched from one broadcast to another, I had to get excited when the opposite team scored 
and do, and not get excited when the other team scored. That was something that took a little adjusting to. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point because you're on both home broadcasts. If these were national broadcasts, you could just stay neutral, but you got to swing one way or the other, right, Joe? And, and Joe, one thing about Bryce, and I talked to Brian Barnhart, the voice of the Illini, about this when he had Bryce on not long ago, is that Bryce prepares extremely well. The other thing is he is a very good storyteller, and that works to his advantage. All of those things are uh, so very true, and, and uh, I enjoyed that part about him. I, I told that, you know, I know that the, one of the ways that he prepares is he listens to, you know, previous broadcasts, and I know that he was tuning in last week when SIUE was playing at home against Murray State, so I was telling everybody that I knew I had to be good because Bryce was listening. I love that. And there, there is going to come a time, Bryce, where we're not just celebrating the fact that you're doing this. We are talking, broadcasting with you because you will have been doing it for a long time. I know that that day will be there because you're committed to it, but you're also setting an example for many people and opening the door to people with disabilities that they can do things also. And I know that's been a big push for you uh, through the last several years, Bryce. It's important to give people with disabilities the opportunities to live their dreams, whether it be with the Beautiful Lives Project, as we do programs to give people with disabilities the chance to experience sports, art, music, or also to find employment and job training through the community partners that the Beautiful Lives Project has established, but also with being able to commentate games on the radio, just showing people with disabilities that they can do anything if they set their mind to achieving their goals and dreams and showing people who do not have disabilities that if you give someone with a disability a chance that he or she will do their level best to be successful and to be as great as they can be with any opportunities that are given their way. And both yourself and Joe have really done that for people with disabilities and and others who face obstacles and challenges throughout the country. Well, you absolutely do it as well. And how can people get in touch with you and learn more and get involved, Bryce? What's the best way to do that? They could go to our website, which is www.beautifullives.org. They could email me at bryce at beautifullives.org, or they could follow me on Twitter at Bryce Weiler, at capital B-R-Y-C-E, capital W-E-I-L-E-R. Bryce, before we let you and Joe go, I have a question for each of you. So you probably heard me going through some of the early scores uh, I didn't go through all of them, but some of the top scores, I should say, in college basketball. What are your thoughts on what's happening in college basketball right now, Bryce? And, and do you believe that there are uh, some top teams right now that, that stand out, or is this kind of anybody's season? No teams have really separated themselves. I, Out of the scores you mentioned, I, I hope for my friend Scott Drew to have another good year, but losing those two games in a row did not really help his his Baylor team out, but we'll see what they can do. And that was a really a big moment for Coach Drew winning the national championship last year because so often people said that Baylor and Coach Drew really could not get it done, and they proved people wrong last year. See if they can do that again this season. That's right. Well, we'll see. Uh, Yesterday was a big day. Today, Ohio State and Villanova are the only two ranked teams playing, but tomorrow, Purdue at Illinois is a dandy of a game. Illinois should be ranked way higher than 25. They are an outstanding team. They tip off at 11 o'clock at home against Purdue, and I can't wait for that game. Uh, What about SIUE, though? So they won that game against Eastern Illinois. Joe Pod, the voice of SIUE, is with us, and you have a big game on Monday. You've got Belmont 
And that is going to, I think, attract some attention, and it should. Indeed, one of the always one of the best, uh, you know, mid-major teams in the country. Um, you know, folks in St. Louis might know that Belmont is going to make the switch next year from the OBC to the Missouri Valley Conference, but um, they're they're always one of the top teams. They got beat pretty good yesterday at home uh, against Murray State, who's another obviously uh, top team, uh, you know, mid-major wise. So I, I'm interested to see, you know, how they stack up uh, tomorrow at. First Community Arena in Edwardsville. Um, SIUE is much improved. They've played very well, but it's going to be quite a test. It is, and Belmont, uh, as you mentioned, will tip off at 7 o'clock on Monday night, and you lost to Murray State by 5. It was a pretty tight Correct. game, wasn't it? Played played very, very well. Actually had a really tough first half, down 15 at half, came back, tied it a couple of times in the second half and uh, ended up dropping that game by five. But uh, again, just an indication of what I think SIUE is capable of. And so it's a, it, I think it's a much different and much better SIUE team than a lot of people probably think of. Yeah, I think they are improving for sure. Can't wait to see what's next for them. And always can't wait to see what's next for Bryce Weiler. What is next for you, Bryce, in our final minute? Just continuing to work on the Beautiful Lives Project, Tom, finding more companies to assist and help create programs to hire people with disabilities for employment, to make apps, websites, and social media more accessible. I'm also planning to go give more speeches soon to companies and maybe some sports teams throughout the country, but I do have some companies lined up on the schedule for speeches. And if you want to get involved, reach out to Bryce Weiler or check out a Beautiful Beautiful Lives or just reach out to me. I'll connect you with them. Folks, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Bryce Weiler, and thank you, Joe Pott. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you guys. 11 o'clock hour, a lot coming. Lauren Lovett with NFL Picks. Oh, she's got to be bummed out. Patriots lost last night. And Gary Pinkle and Chris Pronger. Don't go anywhere. Sports on a Sunday morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.